Welcome back to the Water and Stone podcast. You are listening to episode number 44. I'm Jenny Randolph. And I'm Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. So this this time around, we are uh, still, <laughs> maybe it's daylight savings time, but we are still recovering from uh, this past weekend. We had an amazing, uh, we call them summits now. You might call them a retreat or a rally or whatever. We call them summits with our teen group. Uh, up in uh, Crystal River, Florida, which is just east of the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, probably uh, you don't need to go there yeah. on a regular basis. It, I was glad we were there for the time, and as is always the case, I found an amazing place to get some local coffee, inexplicably. It's not the kind of place one would expect, but we were there, uh, and there were uh, teens and young adults and sponsors and so on from all over the place and it was just such an amazing opportunity to have uh, our teen-led event and this was the first retreat every year we we elect a new set of teens to run events for the year and this fall summit was the first time with this new leadership group and man oh they killed it they they really really did a fantastic job i was very proud of both of them um one of them is 17 one of them is 16 and they just were they behaved admirably yeah, it was really it was did. great it was it, and, they were wonderful people have such a stereotype about teens and about millennials and whatever you want to call them and i love just watching our teens crush the stereotype it's beautiful and it was really interesting for a lot of reasons it was the first event for a couple of the teens who were there and they were just had their minds blown by it and uh, old friends, new friends, the whole thing. And also, you know, Jenny, you and I are, we used to run the event completely. And we've stepped back from that a little bit to empower uh, Wes and Mia, who are, are uh, run, ran it as directors. And we were there to support them. And uh, because we're really devoting more and more time to Water and Stone Church because it's taking up more and more time, which is just lovely we're just so delighted that things are going the way they're going and they did a fantastic job they work so well with the kids i couldn't be i couldn't have picked better people to come in and not really replace us but to continue going anywhere no but but to continue the found you know from the foundation that we built for this and our vision from this and i think it's just going to be something that we couldn't even dream uh, there i know that they're going to grow it i know that it's going to turn something into you know events that save teens lives i think yeah. it's i think it's brilliant and i'm i was thrilled with the way that it turned out and we got to do a service project for unity of citrus county and we worked really hard, and oh, we, man. We, we, we hauled up, trees and mulched. There was damage from the hurricane we, that happened a couple months yeah. ago, and we we just we moved trees, man, and we we mulched and we fixed a playground. Yeah, we did. it was it great. Was crazy it how was much great. work those kids did. Very proud of everybody involved, and I cannot wait until I can see the future of of what they're planning on doing and how they're going to move forward and. Like I said, really, really good people, really, really good weekend. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. And that, you know, we always we always come away from them going, wow, the, you know, we always, well, let me let me back up. <laughs> we always go into them going, oh, Why this is so this? much work. Why are we doing this? This takes so much time and so much, oh, oh. And are we really you know, getting and through And are we getting through and, and are we doing the right thing? And are we doing, and we always come out of it going, 
oh my God, that was the best one ever. And this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh yeah. And you, I know that we reach these kids and I know it's going to be even more awesome. And it's, yeah, it, it's always, it's the pattern. Well, so. it's just like life. You make a little <laughs> bit of room and you show up and really great things happen because there's beautiful people all over the place. Well, I have to I have to talk about something here though because when we were outside, you know, hauling the trees and picking up everything like that, um all of our guys looked <laughs> just like they were in the right place because we're in the midst of no shave November. That's right. And uh, you have basically a full-on beard. I don't know if you anybody follows Dieter personally on Instagram, but after a week, it's like, you know, he is a lumberjack and he's okay. It's yeah, really kind of funny. I will. Uh, I'm Dieter <laughs> underscore Randolph on Instagram. Yeah, and and, and uh, just a little over a week in, and I am at like old-timey G.I. Joe figure level. I was going to say, yeah, like, you, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty great. But you you were out there and all the all the guys with their – with all their stubble their and their grown in nascent yeah. beards, yeah, <laughs> um, it was just really cute. All of you, all of you, really, you know, hi ho, filled yeah, out. Was... <laughs> you guys filled out the landscape, you know, very, very well. Well, um, that, that I love that. First of all, on our website, there's still place you can still sign up for No Shave November, even if you don't want to do it. You can donate to it, and people have been donating. We've raised some money already, yes, we and, have. and we're just getting started. And I love that, but you know, it's. It's fun to go out there, and I have to say that it really dovetails nicely with the thing that, that I am into big time. It, you know, the retreat, the rally, the summit, whatever you want to call it, made some room in my heart uh, for Christmas, and apparently the rest of the world feels that way because every store we go in now is selling cinnamon-scented something, and there's a Target where we were the other day. There's, there's Christmas trees and all that, and I am ready. Well, uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, they have their whole line of, um, I think it's called Hearth and Home at Target. Something like that. It's, oh my goodness. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it, I mean, they did such a good job. And I know, I know that they're marketing towards me. I know that they want to take working. my money and I don't care. They can have it. They, but yeah, you know, I mean, cause they, I mean, it is just some really beautiful, precious stuff. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's. Are you, because I am not the type of person, I, I'm I'm in prep mode for Christmas, but I really, there are some people that go right from Halloween into, into Christmas. And I know why the stores do it is because they're, no, they're trying, trying to, to sell, sell stuff. stuff. Sure, so course. I get it. But at home here, I really, I like that little bit of time. I like that three or four weeks, you know, between Halloween and Christmas where it's just giving the thanks. Well, it's the just it's like a preparation, right? Well, in our house, you know, we have crazy decorations for Halloween. We talked about that on previous episodes. But the day after Halloween, we went out and took down all of the stuff from outside and the big inflatable tree, haunted tree thing and all of the stuff and uh, set up for sort of harvest time pre-Thanksgiving. And if you know us, and we've probably talked about this, I'm sure we will talk about it again. And the day after Thanksgiving... We have a huge event at our house. People come over and we decorate the house for Christmas. We go get the largest tree we can afford and we strap it to the top of the Jeep and we we put it in the house. The whole thing. It's an event. It's It's crazy. It's crazy. But that trend, I get it, that transitional period between, but 
and I really want to be the kind of person who's mindful, who's in the moment, all of the things we talk about, and, and to apply that directly to the holidays. Because as you and I have said, Jen, it goes so fast. And I it really want to be, and... I want to get an advent calendar. I want to take every day, as crazy as all of that stuff is, I don't want to miss anything. But So I'm happy to be in this pre-Christmas harvest season but I am also really excited about buying Christmas presents. I'm happy to see that one of my favorite Santa Claus things, you know, different people have like, they like the skinny Buddha and the fat Buddha and the this Buddha and the that. And I don't know enough about it to have a strong opinion. I'm not a Buddhist, but I have similar feelings about which Santa Claus. I mean, a lot of people like the Coca-Cola Santa Claus is the one people think of and stuff like that. My favorite is the, um, is the lumberjack. Santa Claus and I aspire to. I'm I'm heading in that direction. Well, keep up with the beard and uh, get a little bit older. I'm sure it'll turn turn white and gray before too long. On my Amazon wish list right now, there's a fine hatchet. Oh my goodness! For example, but uh, but no, it's I I love the whole thing and I love the idea that as a society we've just decided to start getting ready for a season of giving. And I know, I recognize if you watch the Black Friday videos that will inevitably come out, not everybody is on the same page. I'm sure we should talk about that in a subsequent episode of the podcast. But right now, let's take it as an opportunity to just be a little bit more open and just really remember what's important, really reprioritize things. And I am in. Well, and and I am too, but I really appreciate this time. I think it's a time to 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 slow down right before the Christmas, all the Christmas parties and Christmas events. So in these next two weeks or so before Thanksgiving, I really feel like I want to take every day just to appreciate and and it's kind of like preparation, you know, it's 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 the mindfulness and it's the giving and really you know, we talk about being prosperous and everything during Christmas and, and, or, or sometimes people feel not prosperous during Christmas because everything costs so much money. Sure. Well, what better way to work on your prosperity right before you have to use it? The first step is to give thanks. So use this time as preparation, get ready, don't hurry it along. Take every day and, and, you know, some people are doing the 30 days of, of every day they're giving, you know, thanks for something. I haven't done it, but you know, but if you're doing it, I, I think I that's, that I think practice. that's a wonderful, I think that's well, a wonderful way to, to just keep in the day and be mindful and not to rush things. This is the deep so. breath before the plunge. Take that breath. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I get it. I get it. So as we dig in, there's a topic that might be a little bit, not controversial, but strange. And it's the idea that, it's the idea surrounding failure. Yes. And how awesome it is. I, I think that if I were to give advice to, to these young people today, I would say go out and get dirty. You with your beard up. going, the young people today. I hey, was like, listen. no. <laughs> no, it's true. I would say go screw up. Go get dirty. Because life is messy. Get full of life. Go experience it. Because I think that so often in our religious world, there's this idea that if you have messed up, that you're not spiritual, you're not doing it right. 
that you're supposed to have a sanitized existence. This is something that we end up talking about a good bit. But there's a piece of that where I, I really think that people have this impression that if they have a rough patch or a growing point or whatever you want to call it, that they're somehow not as spiritual as people who have this smooth sailing experience. And then P.S. Nobody has it good all the time. So, you know, that's if you have somebody that is just like to only talks about, oh, you know, I, I just have the perfect like no problem. They're not telling you the truth. Well, and in fact, it gets to the place where, you know, there are religions that, you know, I don't drink, for example. There are religions that do that. They mm-hmm. don't they don't drink. And if you were one of those and you saw your pastor in a bar. You know, that level of, uh-oh, we're not, we're both of us not supposed to be here. What do we do? That that ad hoc conspiracy that happens, that's the way that people sometimes feel about just having a cold or going through a divorce or, or not liking your job or whatever it is. Things that, you know what, human beings experience and we are having a human experience. So you take the, the spiritual religious stigma and on top of that, I think that more and more people look at the examples they have on television, for example, that you're supposed to be a supermodel slash millionaire slash, I don't know, secret agent all the time. And you combine that with the idea that more and more people are growing up with the idea that the game is about winning. It's not about playing. And so, for example, they call them the next generation, they call them Nintendo Wave, where the idea is it's not about playing the game well, it's about can you figure out the shortcut to get to the end. To the point where it's, you know, taking it to the the logical conclusion, it's like imagine if you you spent $60 on a new PlayStation game and you turned it on and it just said the end and you saw the closing credits because you've already beaten the bad guy. It's like, is that really the goal? But I think that that's what's being sold is getting to a place of doneness, getting to a place of complete sanitized perfection where there are no struggles, nobody ever gets messy, and here's the thing, nothing gets learned. And I think that that's really, really challenging. Well, to go back to the religious part of it, um, before we go into the sort of the secular idea of what failure looks like and all that good stuff. So to go back into to the religious slash spiritual part. Um, I actually, and this is going to sound really weird, but I actually prefer a more fundamental idea of failure versus a new thought version of failure. And let me, me yeah, Yeah. let me explain. So think about, you know, Job, right? Because if you're going to, if you're going to have a fundamentalist Baptist, coming at you they're going to be like all right god is testing me right okay this is this is something that this is a trial that i'm going through this is a time in my life that i'm being tested now we don't believe that god is picking and choosing people to test let me just screw up this right. guy's life yeah yeah so we don't believe that that is happening <laughs> right but i will say at least there is a place for hey i'm going through something right now I'm, I'm being, the devil's testing me, God's testing me, you know, whatever it is, there is a place for that. And there is an appropriate response to, I am being, 
I'm having a hard time. I'm, I'm going through some stuff. There is in the fundamentalist religion. Now, it's not our idea. Like I said, we don't believe there's a guy in the sky, you know, pointing fingers at people and go, well, I think I will smite you today and right. you tomorrow. And, and you know, and I think I'm going to let the devil, right. Yeah. And I think I'm going to let the devil just come into your life and, and cause chaos. And now we don't believe that. They, you yeah, know? That's a weird sociopath concept of the divinity. But, it is, okay. but, but whatever. We're not going right. to get into got that. It, got it, got but it. to go back to it, I am much more comfortable with the idea of trials and tribulations and the idea that there's sometimes things don't feel good or suffering that, you know, to use a maybe less than PC word as, as far as new thought goes. But the other side of that is in new thought, we don't make room for that. There's no room for failure. You keep that stuff. That's a secret. You don't. So in, in some ways, at least, even though it's kind of messed up, the idea that God is, is doing this stuff to you or the devil is making you do it, at least there's a space for it. And well, you at least thought, you've got some room for the fight. You well, know, yeah, exactly. And, and so I, you know, and it may just be a little bit weird, but, and it may also be because of my background of kind of experiencing those fundamentalist religions as I was growing up. I'm pretty okay with the idea of failure. I don't feel like less of a person if something doesn't work through. And that is not something that I typically see in a new thought person. Um, again, it's hidden. It's, it's failure is something that is not an option. It's and not I, talked and, about. and I'm saying that failure is an option. It has to be an option. You must go through it. You must, you know, it, if, if you're on planet Earth, you are going to go through it. And, and it is time that we start to embrace failure. Well, I think that it's so easy to, and once again, I think this has even infected mainstream Christianity as well, because this, the gospel of success can get misinterpreted. Yes, God loves you. Yes, you deserve a happy life. Yes, you deserve health and prosperity and true love and the whole thing. You are a child of God and you are loved and you are good and very good and the whole thing. But think about how victory works. Victory works through working. Mm -hmm. Victory works through triumphing over something. I don't ever want my journey to end. And there are those people who really think that the object of the game is to be insulated from anything. But if you really think about what it means to be a spiritual bubble boy, what it means is you have no ability to deal with anything. And Yeah, you're not building up your immune system. Exactly. So, so I when think the that, littlest thing comes along, you're, it's going to knock you on your butt. And, and, and we have seen that. You show me a church that tells you that everything is supposed to be okay all the time, and I will show you a room full of weak people. And I'm sorry, it, that's, that's an extreme thing to say. But we have seen it. How many times have you seen when you post something on Facebook, you know what, this whatever it is has got to stop. Let's work together and find a change. You'll see quotes and, and posts from people who are well-meaning, quote-unquote, spiritual people who probably have a dream catcher on their rearview mirror and a coexist sticker on, their, on the back of their car who will end up saying something that looks a lot like victim blaming because they cannot handle the idea that there is a problem at all. When, when you think about it, every spiritual hero you ever had, now Jesus is mine, but you can find Buddha quotes, you can find Muhammad quotes, you can find Moses quotes of, of the hero saying, 
guys, this is messed up. Let's fix it. Let's grow through it. Let's triumph over it. Let's keep growing. The name of the game is to keep growing, not to hold still. People get painted this idea that even the kingdom of heaven is a place you go where nothing changes. And I got to tell you, that is the opposite of what we should be shooting for. Give me challenges. Bring me the mountain so that I may climb it. That is the goal because I've got something in me that can triumph over it. And life is the process of getting all of the other stuff, the weak stuff, out of the way. And just like it says at the gym, pain is weakness leaving the body. Sometimes it hurts, but it only hurts to the degree that I hang on to it. And I think that's an important thing. I'm not saying that life has to hurt. I'm saying that you are going to have examples over and over again of how you did not know best. And that can be a wonderful moment of going, oh, okay, that didn't work like I thought it was going to work. All right, I'm going to come from a place of strength and recognize that Christ in me is big enough to deal with this. It only hurts to the degree that you have your ego attached to it. It only hurts to the degree that you have identified with the the personal stuff instead of the divine stuff. Life is a process of getting you on the right page of, you know what? Humans don't know best. That's God's job. But my job is to get in there and try stuff. My job is to try my best to figure out how this works. Here's the dynamic. God is infinite and you are having a finite experience. And what that means is you are never, with this next action, with this next word, with this next thought, those are all finite things, you are never going to be able to express the isness and allness of God. It doesn't work that way. And what I mean by that is you're never going to get it all done in one word, in one action, in one life. This is about continually trying, continually striving, letting a little bit more of the infinite come out through this finite moment. And what I'm trying to say is that there's always going to be more work to do. Let's stop being afraid of the work. Go out there and mess up. Go out there and try stuff. Stop being afraid of showing the places where you're not there yet. Well, do you think that the mega churches, you know, to, to go back to your comment about that it has, even this idea has seeped into, you know, more of the fun, you know, mainstream religions. Do you think that the mega churches? Um, because they are so uber successful, because they sell this idea that, you know, that I am, you know, God has blessed me, and if you, that if you do right, you know, do you think that that has a has had an effect on the idea of people's self esteem or people's worthiness or the idea that failure is is not part of this? One hundred percent. I think that what happens when religion becomes an industry is that, like every industry, it stops leading culture and it starts following culture. Ah, uh, that makes sense. And so, okay. Yeah, and you, you see this in anything. When someone's got an innovative idea and then it gets past a certain level of success, it stops being innovative and instead the company starts being dedicated to giving people what they want instead of inspiring people to want something new. Henry Ford quote, everybody knows the quote. If I asked people what they wanted, they would have asked for a faster horse. But instead, he went out on a limb and invented the car. You know, that kind of a thing. Religion, especially Christianity, is supposed to inspire people to look in a new direction 
inspire people to be more. Jesus said in many different ways, when he said, I, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword, he was basically saying, look, I'm not here to make it okay for you as you are now. I'm here to help you become more, become what you have always been. That's what Christianity is supposed to do. But I think a lot of times when a church gets to a certain level, when they stop caring about the gospel and more about how many people can we get in the door, then the, there's, a, there's a, an orientation shift and it becomes like every mediocre big business from running shoes to restaurants. You know that when you go to a big chain restaurant, you're not going to get a meal anywhere near as good as you get in some local place where the people really care. But you're also not going to be challenged. And that's the thing. I think past a certain point, people don't want to be challenged. That's what's being marketed to. When you watch every commercial, it's not, here, be excellent. Go get dirty. This could be a risk. The, the, what you're marketed to is, you know what, it's going to be okay, just as you are. I don't need you to be any different. Well, you know what? The truth about you on the inside is beautiful and perfect. But you know what? For that beautiful and perfect to come out, a lot of garbage has to be taken out. Of course you've got to change. I want to change. And we've talked about this before, Jenny. Even in our relationship, you and I are very different people than we were when we first met. Yeah, and, and thank goodness for that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Hundred percent. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be the same person. And I know I wouldn't. We want, and the person that I am now wouldn't want to be married to the person twenty four years ago. Exactly. Just, so. I, I wouldn't want. This it. is how life works. You don't enroll in college to be the same way you were. Hopefully, you're there to get to the other side better. But you know what? Even nowadays, people go to school with the idea that if I just sit still for long enough, they'll give me a magic piece of paper and I can get a job where I can sit still for X number of years until they give me a gold watch. And I think that's about the saddest thing I can imagine. So how do we change this dynamic? And and I, I'm, I'm kind of going to, you know, answer my own question here a little bit because I think we have to I think we have to start to allow for a space of failure and one of the one of the inspirations that we have taken for our family and we don't do it on a regular basis but we had heard a story this was several several years ago and I can't remember who did it or who said it or whatever but the dad would come in and they everybody would be sitting down at the table and Please sit down for at least one, a couple of meals a week with your kids if, if you have them. Or even if you don't have kids, sit down and eat together without phones, without TV, without distraction. Make that connection. That's just an aside thing. It's super important and you will benefit from it. But anyway, this family would sit down to dinner and the dad would ask um, the kids, um, you, what did you fail at today? And I think that that is such a beautiful question. And they turned it into something that they were absolutely happy about. That it was like, well, you know, I really screwed up this test and it was <laughs> terrible. And now I know that I have to, that I don't understand this and I have to go back and I have to study more. And instead of it being something that was, you know, punished or looked down on, it was just like, no, this is, this is, I, I messed this, I really messed this up today. And it was such an important different aspect of of how you can see failure so i would say you know change it up failure is not an option failure is an option and start to start to be okay with it start to even celebrate it as silly and counterintuitive as that sounds 
start to celebrate your failure because you'll know how to do it better next time. And I, I, I know that we have asked our kids that question. Maybe yeah. not, at, not, not at every dinner, obviously, but, but well, you know, what did you screw up, and how can you do it better next time? And I think you, it's about getting back up one more time that you've been, then you've been knocked down. Yeah, this is, you know, in all of the metaphors, you know. Well, yeah, and it's so <clears throat> cliche, the, and all of the stuff that you. Be the home you, run king by being the strikeout yeah. king. You yeah. got to swing at them. You know, it's, it's everybody knows this stuff, but I think that there's a level where. People are afraid to actually put it into practice because they're afraid of what it's going to say about you. But here's the thing. You and I and everybody listening to this, everybody in the world has tremendous, luxurious stories of how they screwed something up. And you know what? You're still here. Yeah, you survived and you're better for it. That thing that went away wasn't the truth about you. Okay. And in fact you're probably a better person for it. When you really think of the times you grew, they're probably connected to a time of an amazing screw-up. Okay, take it. Take it. Because the, the question that I wanted to pose to the world is, where's your moxie? Where's well, your grit? And let's where is let's it, show the world what it's like to be tough, man. Right, and where is it written that you have to have all the answers? Uh, who, no. who decided that, that we're supposed to know everything and we're supposed to just be good at everything all the time and, and that this is never supposed to... What? Well, I, I don't... Fact, I, no, well, and stop. You know who says that is someone who's afraid. Because if you really have courage, you're okay with the idea that I don't know everything. Fear and ego, selfishness say I must own all of the answers. When you and I both know that that is an impossible task, it is impossible in the physical universe to know everything, it is impossible spiritually to know everything, it is impossible in any way you want to slice it, you can't be in control of that. You cannot be a master of your own destiny. That's God's job. Your job is to show up and try stuff. Your job is to do your absolute best. It is foolish to worry about anything other than doing your best. That is where you have control. And if you can focus on that, yeah, you know what? You're going to make some colossal mistakes. But the world will be better for those mistakes. That's how this works. Get out there and do your best, and your best will get better. All right, so as we get into the listen up part, I got a really interesting email from Christine L. And Christine says, I know what faith is. Can you talk about the process of actually living it? And I think that, that that's the question that a lot of people are working on. We read a lot of books. You know, we talk about these things. And you can look it up. You can go to Hebrews 11.1, 1, you know, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. You can look up Charles Fillmore in, in the book Christian Healing, which, by the way, everybody should read, where he says faith is the perceiving power of mind linked with the power to shape substance. You can come up with some awesome definitions of faith. And even if you don't have your finger on the dictionary definition of it or whatever, you have a sense that, well, faith is the power that, that makes things happen. I know that, you know, I'm listening to a church podcast right now. I know that if I want my healing or my true love or my success story or my whatever, if I want to learn from my mistakes or whatever, I know that faith is the power that does it. Okay, great. Right. Knowing it and then doing it 
and and feeling the results or the feeling of the absence of results mm-hmm. is a very different thing. And I think when you are going through a healing process, whether that is something with your physical body or something with your, you know, money situation or relationship situations, um, it's not always as clear cut, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to talk about like a hypothetical. Okay. All right. So let's say I've been diagnosed with something. Something maybe not so serious, but it's not going to kill me, but it is something that I have to now deal with on a regular basis. And the doctor has said, this is part of your experience This is part of you. This is what you have to do. This is what is is going on. So, you know, whether that is a medication that you have to take every day or a food that you have to cut out of your diet or whatever it might be. You have to do this exercise every day or your spine's going to fall out. Right. right? Yeah. You know, some sort of hypothetical. So I'm, I'm trying to, I often, when we have these questions, I often try to sort of put myself in the position of that. So, okay. So let's say diagnosis or whatever it is, but let's, for the, for the sake of argument, let's just go there. I, you go to the doctor that says you're not going to die, but your, your life is going to be made better if you do X or if you cut out X. Okay. Here is a new thorn in your side. Right. So then I go, oh, how did this get here? All right. And our answer to that is it doesn't matter how it, it, you got here. You're here. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we've, we've talked about and that. And by before. the way, that even that part is huge. And it, it, we should come back to that. But okay. Well, we can, we can start there if you want. But, but I'm, just, I'm just trying to go through the logical steps of, of this. And I know that this isn't always a quote-unquote logical problem because we're dealing with faith, and faith mm-hmm. isn't logical. And, this is hard but, stuff. But this is hard stuff. But I think it's helpful to give maybe that guidance. Okay, so first step is acknowledging, okay, don't know how I got here, but here I am. So, all right, that's step one. So now I am going to in the outer, take the steps because if I don't take the steps, I'm going to feel really crappy. So you'll do the diet or so you'll I'm do the do, exercise or, or, or whatever, or I'll take the pill or, or, the pill, or I'm going to do yeah. whatever the doctor says I'm going to do because, okay, clearly. All right. Well, now the outer is, well, feeling better since I'm doing this, but I don't like this about me. I don't like that I have to take the pill every day. Mm-hmm. I don't like that I have to eliminate a certain food from my diet i i, I want to enjoy life to the fullest right and that doesn't feel like faith because you're the concept is this is you know without any external whatever because one of the things that people know when they know about faith is it has to do with going from inside out and that kind of thing feels like an outside outside in. In, yeah okay right okay so then i go okay i'm just gonna work i'm gonna have faith that this is that i am i am that i am healthy that i am whole I do my affirmations, I read my Bible, I do everything that I'm supposed to do, and I'm going along a pretty good road, right? Mm-hmm. But then, kablam, <laughs> there's there's a setback. Mm-hmm. I have a reaction to the medication, or I get a hold of some food that I'm not supposed to, to get a hold of. And it's just like, you know, you and, hurt, and you're it, back and working, it, you can't do the stretch you, you're supposed right, to do. And it yeah, sets yeah. you back so much. And then there's this feeling of, I don't have enough faith. I didn't, I don't, I, where's my healing? How come I didn't have that? Mm-hmm. And so I think that process is very, very difficult. 
So I think in order to answer this question about how to live faithfully mm-hmm. is the, the ideas are simple. The practice is complex, right? I, I, I think that that okay. ha- absolutely has to be that way. So I guess just to pile that on is how do you get out of that space, right? And I'm trying to sit here and go, well, my the first thing is, is like, again, all right, this is true in the outer, but it, is this the realist real about me? And I think that is the question that we have to ask. Well, and that's huge. And again, and not that we meant for it to tie into failure, but it, the thought just just came into my head. It's like, uh, you know, there is that feeling of, oh my God, I have failed. I have failed in this faith department. <laughs> I am not healed. I'm still on this. I've had a setback. Oh my God. But we just got done talking about how failure has to happen in order for you to grow through it because you have to be uncomfortable in order to in order to grow so well getting here okay so there's a whole bunch yeah there is getting to the other side of failure really pushing through it you know riding the spaceship through the black hole of all of that and it can feel just as crazy as all of that getting to the other side of failure will help teach you that that whatever it was was not the truth about you and that's huge. You used a phrase, the realist real, and I absolutely love that because here's the thing. There's an ancient Hindu saying, life is what you're alive to. And I love that. The great Christian theologian Paul Tillich said that God is your ultimate concern. In other words, the biggest thing in your life, the thing that gets you up in the morning, the ground of your being, it's another Paul Tillich phrase, the ground of your being, that's what your God is. Mm. that's God to you. So, you know, you can say, oh no, I go to church every Sunday and God for me is these things that we talk about. Yeah, but what do you live in your life by? Because that's your God. Your God is your ultimate concern. The biggest big, the realest real, the ground of your being. Ask yourself what you really live by. That is your God and Faith is just how you do God, right? So that's how, that's your your faith too. Your faith is your realist real. So what is real to you? And man, oh man, living in our world, it's really easy to decide the realist real to you is your job, your possessions, and yes, indeed, your diagnosis. Because it's what you see, it's on the side of the prescription bottle or what the doctor said or when you look at your bank statement, you get all of this external validation that, oh, this is the thing about you. And it's so easy for that to become the realist real. But ask yourself, really, if you got a phone call from the doctor and the doctor said, oh, there was a mess up, you're not supposed to take that pill. You don't need that. You'd still be you. If you won the lottery or lost your job, you'd still be you. You know, you know that that outer stuff isn't who you are. Everybody really knows that, but it's so easy to forget because of that constant validation that you are a matter of your achievements, your possessions, the opinion of others, and so on. So ask yourself, first of all, what really is the realest real of you? And there's a lot of room in there. I mean, the realest real of me that I, I'm really working on is that I am a child of God, and that means that my inheritance, my birthright, is all of the things that we talk about. But you know what? I still eat food. Right. I still put clothes on. We live in the world. I still go to the store. I'm really hoping to go see a movie with you tonight. You know, these are all important things, but they're not the realest real of me. What I'm saying is it's okay to get up and floss. 
It's okay to live your life. It's okay to do the things to maintain your body temple, your financial situation. I'm not asking anybody to go live in the wilderness. Might be good as an exercise, but I'm not asking you to live your life that way. In fact, go live in the world. Take care of yourself. Eat food. And here's the point. Take the meds that your doctor feels like you need to take, but understand that that is not the whole truth about you. And you have to find ways to remind yourself. You have to find ways to find a piece of silence in the intermittent and, well, not even intermittent, a piece of silence in the constant noise of, no, no, you are these outer things. It's very difficult. I was going to say the pro- that, that process of, of, well, not even the process, that shift of thinking mm-hmm. of as you are taking your daily medication to go, this isn't the realest real about me. That's tough. That is really, really tough. Um, I, so I would just say it's just a matter of practice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that's living a big this, part of it. Living this faith is a matter of practice. And you're not always going to, to get it exactly right. And that's okay. That's okay. But you know what? Just like the, the bottle of pills says, take after eating, for example, or whatever. Take with water. A lot of medications have some little advice on them. As a supplement, take a minute while you're taking the pill, while you're doing the stretch, while you're putting money in that required account, whatever it is, whatever that practice is that you might feel is defining you and you don't want it to, take a minute and say, let's say it's a pill, it's an easy one. Uh, take a minute and go, you know what? This is just a solidified affirmation of the truth that I know. And this is going, this is enabling me to remember who I really am. All it is, is, is a reminder. This is not the truth about me any more than the pants I put on are the truth about me. This is an outer thing I am doing to reinforce an inner understanding. Find a way to remind yourself just like you have to drink water with that pill, just like you need to you know, put on comfortable clothes before you stretch and put the yoga mat down, whatever it is. Find a way to go, it's not that I'm cursing this, quite the opposite. I'm giving thanks for this pill and for the, the pharmacist that put it together, for the doctor that prescribed it. I'm giving thanks and I'm seeing spirit at work through all of those things. And the important thing is I'm seeing spirit as primary and material as secondary because it puts you in a place of going, you know what, these material things can come and go and I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that 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 is the only way. We live in faith by deciding what is our realist real. And if you can get to a place where even that pill reminds you, you know what, I'm just doing this to support this amazing child of God that is in the process of being born through this body. I'm doing this to support that. And, you know, in in a very similar way, when you have a little baby, you don't give it a job. You carry it around and you feed it for a while. You try to teach it to talk. It learns how to talk. It learns how to walk and all of that. You don't toss it the car keys when it's two years old. You know what I mean? In the same way, maybe part of this is being a little bit patient with yourself. We live in a culture of instant gratification. I know it. I get it. But take a minute and go, you know what? I might feel some uh, growing pains here and there. Going back to the failure thing we talked about. You know what? I'm going to give this new birth in me a little bit of the baby food that it needs. Maybe we're on formula right now. But can I see this, whatever it is, this outer thing, as supporting this inner truth? 
And I'm not going to be one of those weird parents that tries to give the kid formula when they're eight that talks baby talk when I should be teaching them complete sentences. I'm not going to try to keep that baby in stasis. I'm going to challenge it. I'm going to encourage it. I'm going to help it to grow, but I'm not going to be a jerk about it. I'm going to support that baby and give it what it needs. You know what? Your kid doesn't always know when they need to put on a jacket, so you tell them, you know what? It's going to be cold today. Give I still yourself... have to do it, and they're grown. I know. It's like, you know. But, but it's that old. It's that, that same thing. <laughs> it's that old. It's just like. A sweater put, put is on... what you put on when your mother feels cold? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, put on a sweater. I feel cold. But there's a point in there, and the point is be patient with yourself. Faith is just what you see. You don't have to stop taking the meds. You don't have to stop doing the thing. But what do you see when you're doing it? So how do I live faith? Pay attention to what you see. And pay attention to how you see it. But if God is everywhere, and faith is the process of seeing God, learn how to see God in what you're doing right now. Make sure your ultimate concern is something you ought to be concerned with. Watch what happens. It's that time again. It's time to check it out. This is the part of the podcast where we let you know what we're up to, where you can find us, how you can join us, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And as you know, there's a number of things that we do regularly, all the time, and you can check our website for, for more of that. If you go to the website and you click on the Gather page, those are the things that you that happen all the time. And uh, every Wednesday morning, for example, at, uh, at about 7.20, we gather at North Shore Beach, and there's a map on the website. But North Shore Beach in St. Petersburg, if you can see the volleyball courts, that's around where we gather at 7.20 every Wednesday morning. And we walk around the, the we walk along the water. We see downtown St. Petersburg. We get a cup of coffee. We talk about life. We're just there for each other. Sometimes it's just me and Jenny. Sometimes there's just a whole gaggle of people, and it's so much fun to be a part of that. I enjoyed it uh, last Wednesday because you were also leaving "I am ready" buttons all over the place, but that's a separate thing to talk about. Yeah, that's um, always that's always fun to do. Also, Sunday, our regular thing, we have sunset celebration. It's so early. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, but about a half hour before sunset um we gather together along the beach um at saint pete beach and you can find all again all that information but we watch the sunset we hang out together we just give thanks for the week it's not formal at all and in fact a lot of times when people are wanting to bring somebody into this community and, and just let them know this group of weirdos and all that bringing them to the sunset is a nice way because it's nobody's you know we don't take an offering we don't we don't there's no there's no lecture there's no nothing it's just a bunch of people supporting each other and we've moved into that time of year where we don't get ice cream after because it's, it's getting cooler outside but also, also it's early. getting really early so we're now you know grabbing some tacos together or some so yeah, a little bit of dinner, dinner together yeah. or something something along those lines so come and join us um, Every it's Sunday really, before it's, sunset. It's really great. Yeah, absolutely. And another regular thing that, that I want you to know about is, as you know, the fourth Sunday of every month at 11 o'clock, we have our uh, our service. We're going to go to weekly pretty soon. But right now, just sort of pencil that in. And we'll talk more about this upcoming one in a minute. But I also want you to know that there's a couple of videos. We've got an amazing YouTube channel. I really want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Channel. We're really trying to get to 100 subscribers. Once we get to 100 subscribers, 
worlds open yeah, up to YouTube us. Lets YouTube us lets us do all stuff, kinds yeah. of stuff. And I think we're at 29 or 30 right now. Please go and and subscribe. Even if you don't watch the videos, <laughs> just go and go and subscribe. Help us out. Yeah. And and basically you can find the Water and Stone channel in all kinds of ways. The easiest way is if you go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com, and you scroll down to the bottom of any page, there's little icons for our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those little social media outlets. And come visit us on any of those. But the big one right now is if you click on the little YouTube icon, it goes to our YouTube page and you can subscribe. And right now, uh, I'm really proud of everything that we're doing. Yeah, we have two regular videos that come out. Every Wednesday, we have a, a Bible video, a lesson video from Dieter. And that comes out every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. And it's really great. It's the series that you're working through. We just finished part six of 13. Um, and it's so wonderful that it's on YouTube because people can go back and watch them all and catch up and they're about 20 to 30 minutes a piece. They're super, super great. Well, and it's, I've, it's and about, I've actually been getting a lot out of I'm them. I'm so glad. And I, I really enjoy doing them because the series is called Living Water, Standing Stone. And it basically answers the question, what is it, you, what is it that you believe in? And if you, if you watch these, you'll get a real good sense of that. We get to get in a little bit more depth than we might get on a Sunday morning or in a podcast or in a blog post or anything like that. So it's it's a really cool thing to – this is sort of like advanced class kind of a thing. But yeah. don't be intimidated. It's me. And every Friday around noon – we try to get it out by noon. So I'm going to say Friday at noon as, <laughs> as an affirmation that, that we it will be out at that at that point. But every Friday is a new This Day video. I love video. this show. I am such a – I'm the number one fan of the This Day It show. has been such – again, it's been such a fun project. Um, you can go and learn how to cook a couple of things and get a little bit of a spiritual message. And it's just a nice way – to connect with each other and make some really tasty food. Uh, right now we're in the midst of our Thanksgiving um, time together. So go and might give you some ideas about what to make if you're if you're stuck. So it's it's really great. I've been having such a such a fun time. Oh, Again, I, I this day, Friday this, I think this day is reaching so many people. It's just really cool and I'm super proud of it. I, I, I think it's wonderful. Um, I, I want you to know that we have a service project coming up at, uh, at CASA. Yes, that is going to happen Wednesday, December 13th. And we have been asked to cook and to serve 100 people. And if you don't know a lot about CASA, CASA, uh, CASA supports um, single mothers and their children. Um, they, they give them places to live. They help them find jobs. They make sure their kids are getting educated. And, and everybody's is, safe. And everybody is safe. Um, so women that may have been in a domestic um, violence situation, women that don't have any place else to go. Um, it, it is just a beautiful, wonderful organization. And it's right in, right before Christmas, and I couldn't be happier to go and to, to support this. So if you would like to cook something, if you would like to help serve, we are in the process of gathering up anybody that wants to do that. If you'd like to, please contact me. You can contact me at info at waterandstonechurch.com. That's probably the best way. Let me know if you have something special that you want to cook. Or again, if you just want to show up on the day and to help serve, um, the event is going to be up soon on our Facebook page if it's not already, it's already by the on time the, on our website. Oh. Right. And by the time the um, this podcast reaches you. But it is such an amazing organization. And I cannot say enough good things about it. And I'm so happy to go 
to literally feed people. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. Please join us. Um, you know, if not for them, for yourself, to give something back during the holiday yeah, you season want to talk is about, so important. Yeah, this is a great way to get your head in the right place for Christmas and everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah, all the way around. It's really cool. And then finally, the the thing that, that I just really want everybody to know about, I want you to bring your friends to, I want you to be there for, is our Sunday service for the month of November. That's going to be on November 26th, the fourth Sunday, as always, at 11 o'clock. And the topic this time is wild forgiveness. I'm going to talk about what it really means to let go, what it really means to get over it, to forgive yourself, to do that Christ-like thing of radical forgiveness, outrageous mercy, and the kind of love that's going to change things for you. So this is November 26th at Harbor Hall. There's, there's a map and directions and all that kind of stuff on our website. This one is going to be really special. Everybody's got something that it's time to let go. And it's I love the timing of this because coming into the holiday season when you're having to deal with family, mm-hmm. forgiveness is so, so important. So um, moving forward, again, there's there's opportunities for growth here. There's opportunities to get to get over yourself. Yeah. It's time to get over yourself and 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 be a better person and be present this holiday season. And forgiveness and Thanksgiving are linked Absolutely. inextricably. So come Absolutely. be there for November twenty sixth. If you want to know and and stay in the know mm-hmm. at what everything that we're doing and all that good stuff, the best way to do it is to text I am ready. All one all word. one word. Two eight four five seven six. If you do that, if you do that, you will be kept notified about everything that we're doing we send out a text maybe once a week yeah it's sometimes a, twice a week if, if there's something yeah. special going on so we don't inundate you but it really is the best way to be kept notified of what is happening with us and it's just cool it is I pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I love the text stuff, and it's it's text. I am ready to eight four five seven six. There's a place you can even sign up on our website uh, to get in in the same loop because it works through text or email or however you want to be contacted. But it's it's the best way to find out what's going on. Peter, it's that time of year. The time of year. Time of year. Well, I guess it's a time every week. It's time to wrap it up. Just like we always say, there's something inside of you that's bigger than anything outside of you. We say it all the time because it's true all the time. Sometimes we, we, we get to that place really effortlessly. Sometimes that light just shines through. But you know what? Sometimes it takes some work. Sometimes it takes some struggle. Sometimes it takes some growing. And you know what? I'll take it. Let's be the kind of people who can look at whatever life gives us and say, you know what, thank you. Let's be the kind of people who are a little bit tougher than we used to be. Let's be the kind of people that are out there to learn, to grow, and you know what, to fail sometimes. Because God doesn't fail. So let's get the other stuff out of the way. It's time for us to be willing to be changed, to be willing to be challenged, to be willing to be more than we were yesterday. This isn't about being better than other people. This is about being better than our previous selves. And that means being willing to fail. So get out there and make that happen. You are what faith looks like. The realest real of you is love and truth and beauty. It's time to let the world see all of that.
This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the comfy orange couch. And the head honcho of Pinfeather is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She is our editor, our musical producer, and so many other things. She's half of the music that you hear during this podcast and on our Sunday mornings. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph, and we are so grateful for their participation. This podcast is solely supported by you. What does that mean, Dieter? Oh, by golly, you know what it means. It means three things mainly. It, thing one, it means go share this podcast. Share it with somebody. Send somebody a link. Email. Talk about it someplace. Go find one of our blog posts. I'm really proud of what we're putting out on the blog, and I'd like everybody to read it and know about it. Go find a blog post and forward it to somebody. Repost it on Facebook. Like that stuff. In fact, go to our Facebook page. Hit that like button. So thing one is share. Participate in this on social media. That's huge. Part two is go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or Alexa or whatever it is. Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and write us a five-star review. It'll take you eight seconds, and it'll change everything for how we're able to reach more people. Because when you put in the five-star review, it kicks things into motion, policies and robots and computer programs that help iTunes know that this podcast is worth sharing with a greater number of people. That's huge. And finally, the third thing is show up. We got a lot of stuff going on, both in the virtual world and, more importantly, in the physical one. Come be a part of one of our service projects. Come be a part of a sunset or a sunrise walk. Come be a part of our Sunday celebration. Be a part of the conversation that's going on on the YouTube channel. There's a lot of ways you can do it, but show up for this because when you do that, it means you're showing up for your life. And that is the beginning of something huge for us and, more importantly, a whole new world for you. 